Happy Friday. Welcome to Sometimes You Crit, a TTRPG real play podcast. We are here for our first episode of our Pathfinder 2E Adventure Path, Abomination Vaults. We are a group of longtime D&D players learning a new system and probably making mistakes along the way. We are going to crawl so that you can walk. My name is Jim and I am your game master. I'd like to introduce each of our players that will be with us on this new adventure uh, so you can get to know them. If you've been playing along with us on the D&D side, you know these people already. But if you're brand new to us because you say, hey, we want to go ahead and start in with some Pathfinder stuff, you don't know them yet. So we're going to start off with Cole. How are you doing tonight, Cole? Hey, Jim. Doing pretty well. Uh, my name's Cole. I have been gaming basically since I can remember, um, mainly computer and video games. And when I was in high school, I got into D&D a little bit and I've been playing basically off and on ever since. So love games, love mending, maxing, love role playing. Um, and I love gi- driving Jim crazy. Check, check and check. There you go. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Uh, next up we have Ian. Hi guys. I'm Ian. I only been playing tabletop, uh, RPGs, maybe only three years at this point. So, uh, yeah, but that's um, an Ian years, you know, for me, it would be like 20 true. years. That's true. I, I was, I've been in like, I usually was in three or four or five campaigns a week at one point. Cause I have no life, but, uh, but yeah, but Pathfinder is just so new to me and I love it now. So it's like, I've only been, I, this is, I've only played like a couple one shots. So it'd be interesting to start a real campaign with a real character and get it above level one. There we go. Oh, I mean, you hope you can get above level one, you know. Maybe. God I'll, willing, I'll, don't rise. <laughs> Whether this character survives, I will sure I will get it. I will have something at level two you eventually. Have, you, I promise you, you will have a character above level one eventually. Um, next up is Mark. Hello, uh, Mark. I've been playing D&D for a long time, as you can tell from the white hair. Um, been playing since the 70s, okay, but like when it was invented uh anyways uh had a great time playing as a kid played uh in college and had a, made a bunch of friends uh that i'm still friends with we go to gen con together it's awesome and uh yeah we just have a blast and then covid hit and i'm like what do i do now so if one of my friends said hey why don't we play an online game it's a gary gygax module and i was like oh that sounds pretty authentic. And that's where I met Jim. There we go. <laughs> and Rebecca. Yeah. You were in that, right? You were in that was, uh yeah. Tomb of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was All that right, was right. why that was where I, I learned that the five E characters don't port directly to no, a one E adventure. No, yeah. My, he hated he hated my character. He, he was just walking through everything. He's like, "Oh, this is bullshit." <laughs> I, I still I still hate that character. Um, next up, we have Rebecca. Hey, I'm Rebecca, and um, as I started playing D and D in the '80s, and and I've played other kind of tabletop role playing games. I played a little Pathfinder One uh, E. And I played one campaign 2E a couple years ago, and I didn't like it. So hopefully I will like it playing with these guys. So fingers crossed. And uh, that's it. So Good luck with that. Liking yeah. you, like, you, like, you like playing with us, don't you? You like playing with I us. I do. I like you playing with that. you guys. So you I'm that. hoping that that Some will make us. Pathfinder 2E better. I don't See, what think people I don't liked... know is, is Re- Rebecca is really this little wilting flower who's so quiet and never says anything. But we bring out 
the we barbarian. bring out the the barbarian the in barbarian. there. <laughs> <laughs> <I did>. Finally, <laughs> in other finally. words, we piss her off. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, finally, we have Chris. How you doing, Chris? What's going on? It's uh, it's me. You know, I've been here. I have very limited tabletop experience. I've been playing with this group for roughly three years, and that is the extent of my uh, my tabletop gaming. Pathfinder was just the one shot that some of you might have listened to, but COVID hit, same as Mark. COVID hit. I needed something to do. I was bored, and uh, I fell in line with, with Rebecca was actually in the first group I was ever in, quickly followed by Jim and Mark, and then these other two we kind of picked up along the way, and it has been fantastic. So um, I'm excited to get into this one. I really am. Yeah, like Cole and Ian were the hitchhikers. <laughs> Just kind of like, hey, hell yeah, yeah, jump I'm on, dude. It was been fun. This group together, I feel. Yes, you are our glue. You're, you're, you're the glue. You're the glue girl. Um, and uh, I mentioned before, my name's Jim. Um, yeah, I've been playing since the '70s, right around 1978. I played One E. Whenever you see all those old books, I, I never had like the like the white box or anything like that. But I've been playing since the very beginning of time. I played in the Marines. I played in uh, I played D and D in Egypt. I played D and D in on an aircraft carrier. I played D and D in South Korea. Uh, I played in a lot of different places. Had a little gaming company back in the early 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 2000s, and then that went up <laughs> bad and then uh i stopped playing for a while COVID hit and just like everybody else said i gotta get back into this so here i am um all right so this is where we would normally jump in and start playing but we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna go ahead and we're just gonna talk just a little bit this is not a real session zero but it's just like a little extended talk so we can kind of get the uh, give everybody an idea of what exactly we're doing here. So uh, as you heard from what we, what everyone just said, all of our backgrounds are from D&D. Um, we're really comfortable with it. And me personally, if someone were to come up to me and say, hey, I want to play D&D tonight. Let's run uh, eight level characters. And can you make up something for me? I believe that I could do it off the top of my head. If I had the book with me and I could at least run, get, get, some, get some character notes or whatever, I can do it off the top of my head. I cannot do that with Pathfinder. I've only run a couple of sessions of Pathfinder. So this is going to be very different for me. I can run a game, but I don't know the rules to Pathfinder. And these guys know some of the rules to Pathfinder, some of their rules. And so we're all going to be making this up as we go along, and we're going to try be trying to figure it out. The reason we're doing this is because, you know, we're trying to, to – um, uh, switch over to Pathfinder. We've been long-term D&D. We've had our uh, other – you know, the rest of the podcast going for a year and a half or so. And then uh, Wizards of the Coast pulled all their crap at the beginning of this year. And we kind of came to the decision fairly quickly, I think. Me and a couple of people were in on it real fast that it kind of put us in a wrong, in a bad place the way Wizards of the Coast was kind of playing around with people. And of course, they backtracked on everything and everything's cool and everything's fine, but it it isn't. And we started looking around and when we find, when we found Pathfinder, uh, we, we, some of us are, I think all of us are members of another uh, server where there's some Pathfinder uh, evangelicals who scream and yell about it all the time. Play Pathfinder, play Pathfinder. Oh, we finally took their uh, the hint and decided to jump into it. They gave us um, a good excuse to try something new and it paid off. We like it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's not like I don't like d and I like it a lot. It's just that this is something new and different and a little bit more rules crunchy, which is kind of what I... I like personally. Um, 
it's going to take us some time. So, you know, just, you know, give us a little bit of time to, to kind of figure all this stuff out. We're going to be talking out everything we do. So if you are a D&D player and you're trying to transfer over to Pathfinder, this is what you're going to be going through at your table. So you don't have to go through it. We're going to sit here and say, hey, what does that spell do? Wait, how many actions does it take to do this? So we will do this and do this over and over again until we go, like, oh, we've got this down. Let's move on to the other things we need to do. Um, for those of you who know anything about it, we're using Path Builder for all the characters, which uh, is kind of connected to me. There's a GM mode. If you are playing Pathfinder, get the GM mode. It's like six bucks a month. It is awesome. All the character sheets are connected to you, and that's how we kind of do it. It's not... Um, it's not exactly like uh, what was the other one called? I don't know. I just dropped the beyond. D and D beyond. It's not exactly like that, but it's really helpful and really connects it and really helps you to build your characters. Um, so this adventure is made for four characters that we're doing. Abomination vaults. We have five people. Since we have five people, and I've I've looked up a lot of things online, and they said one of us hey, has to go. Yeah, somebody's got to go. <laughs> Someone off the island tonight. Okay, we're going to vote. Sorry, Becca. Um, so okay, no, no, one, no one's allowed to leave because then I'd have to redo the video again. Mark, 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 is, Mark is very psychotic about his video going on. And Mark is doing the video for us, which we really appreciate. Um, That's why it looks so damn good. There you go. I mean, but we got Chris on here too. So, um, ouch. So. Uh, like I said, we have five characters. Everyone said if there's five, like super, like know everything about Pathfinder, like they're going to have a fairly easy time. They said five people who don't know about Pathfinder, it's still going to be rough for them. So no holds, no holds barred. Um, death could and may happen. And they're all prepared for that. We've, 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 that's one of the few things we've really talked about where some people have one backup character. Some have five. How many, how many do you have now, Ian? Rebecca has I mean, two. I, I, in reality, I only I only actually have one fully done. Oh my gosh, I have more than you. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, in the next week or two, apparently. Yeah. In the, the next week or two, Ian will have five more left. So, um, yeah. So, how are we going to balance this? Like I said, the tactics is a big deal. They don't know Pathfinder tactics. Neither do I. But we're figuring this stuff out. Um, the nice thing about this, by running uh, Abomination Vault and with it set up for four people, there's gold for four people. And there's magic items for four people. Well, there's five of them. So that will kind of help to tone down, you know, the five people going into something that takes four people, I, I believe. Um, we are going to try and do raw uh, as best we can. I, and I know me personally, we try to do D&D raw, but we kind of swing a couple of, of rules here and there. We're going to try and do it the same way here. You know, we're not trying to, uh, you know, do anything else like, you know, treat Pathfinder like D&D. We're going to try and do it exactly by the rules as written. And you know what? Sometimes we're going to make a mistake. And if we make a mistake, we are just going to the next episode say, hey, you know, we should have done this last time. We're going to do it from now on. Uh, this is an actual play. So we were discussing this. Um, one of the actual plays that I listened to, I, I can tell that everybody knows exactly where the adventure is going. Like, they know what's coming up next and they have like speeches made up that are for it and all. We don't do that. Trust me. These guys do not do that. Um, I don't talk to them about it. We talk about some stuff. Like I talked tonight about, you know, how we're going to get you, how we're going to get them together and how we're going to get them to the town where this all takes place at Otari. And that's about it. And I didn't even tell them much about that. I just told them that I was going to get them together and get them there. And that's it. We are actually doing this as an actual play. So what they are finding out stuff as you're finding out stuff. 
sometimes as I'm finding out stuff. So, you know, don't be surprised if it takes a little while. You know, there's not going to be any, you know, everyone's a perfectly formed character from the beginning because these are real people with real characters. Oh, yeah. So the final thing, and this is most mostly pointed towards uh, me and Chris, I believe. So <laughs> there will, from time to time, be some cussing on this. Uh, I always put it on the podcast as explicit. It happens. So this is not, you know, this is not meant for little children. So if you're a little child, don't watch this episode or don't listen to this episode. But we also are not going to sit here and just cuss the whole time. It happens. You know, I just want to make sure that everyone is good with that. Um, I'm really working on it. I swear to God, I am. I know. I know. But you're from Boston and you can't help it. Um, they won't have anything worker. else what do you expect he, yeah exactly exactly i love i love the fact that with chris or with chris around my new yorker is safe like oh. i'm not the worst in the room i love that you <laughs> didn't throw me under Your that cousin. bus i'm so happy Boston. Well, Re- rebecca has a tendency from time to time to be our 12 year old boy in the room some so, sabs um, in the room me? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Little old you has a tendency to be a 12 year old boy in the room. <laughs> Little old you. So we are going to go ahead and we are going to start this adventure, which I'm really excited about. Um, we are going to start in Absalom, which is, you know, the one, the one of, if not the major city in the Pathfinder universe and Galarian. And we're going to go and start with uh, Chris. So Chris, um, your character. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your character and tell us why you are in Absalom. So I am playing Timu Slugthrower, the first level goblin gunslinger. Um, I am in Absalom because my traveling companion has been killed and I am out for revenge. The quickest way to find them is to get to the biggest city I can find, join the Pathfinder Society, and, you know, as as my travels take me elsewhere, ear to the ground, make sure I know what's going on, and try and find these people. Okay, and how long have you been in Absalom? Uh, probably a couple weeks. I just, I strolled into town. I do have a gunsmithing background, so I've been trying to make some money, stay under the radar, and keep my ear to the ground, any shysty characters, things like that. Okay, and who was your traveling companion? Do you have a name or anything for him? Yeah, his name was Evor. Uh, what did I get? Bronzebeard might be his last name. He was a dwarf. So it was kind of an awkward scenario where we came together. Uh, that's something we'll probably get into a little later. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking loss. And now revenge is on the table. OK, so you've been in um, in Absalom for a while and you have been you know, trying to make a little bit of money. You're searching around and uh, you have noticed that there has been signs up that the uh, the Pathfinder Society, which exists at something that's called the Grand Lodge, is for the next couple of days going to be admitting new members. It's kind of a cattle call. Like from, from, from all the signage and all the talk about it, it's kind of a cattle call. So it seems to you like there's going to be a lot of people going there hoping and begging that they can be a member of the, of the Pathfinder Society. Yeah, that would definitely call to me. That's something uh, I know as I, I could work my way up, gain a little more knowledge and maybe make some, uh, some friends, some high, friends in high places always help. Okay. Um, and your character is a, say that one more time. I'm sorry. So we can get everybody. Well, first level there. goblin gunslinger. 
Got you. Yes. Um, yeah. So you're a gunslinger. So how does your character approach the Grand Lodge? Like, how does your character act? How does your is it sneaky? Do you walk up like you own the place? How do you move in that direction? Oh, it's it's bravado all the way. Bravado. <laughs> if you can see my token, he's got like the one armed little uh, like tape that goes on the side. He does that on purpose. So it hides his holster and his gun. And he always has his arm down, ready to go. But he walks up there like he owns the building. With anyone else in front, just, you know, how you doing? Uh, I'm here. I heard you guys needed help. You need my help. I'm the guy who's coming in. Okay. All right. So you're coming up and there are, as you're, as you're coming towards the Grand Lodge, and I'm going to describe the Grand Lodge for everybody when I kind of get everybody there. Mm -hmm. You notice that there are a lot of people forming out there, probably hundred-ish people. And you see all different kinds. You see different races. You see different, you know, um, you see you know, male, female. You see races. You see people who who look like they're completely just like sword fighters. You people see people who look like they're magicians. All different kinds. Every kind of person that you think could or would join into some sort of adventuring society, which is what the Pathfinder Society is, you see them there. All right. So yeah, as you're in, coming in, up. Go ahead. I say in, in Timo's head, he's looking around. He's, he's kind of shaking his head. Yeah. No, this is exactly where I need to be. This is the exact type of people I need to surround myself with right now. Okay. All right. So we're going to stop you right before you get up to there. Because like I said, I'm going to just describe the whole place to everybody at the same time. Um, now, uh, Cole, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character and what you're doing in Absalom? Yes. Uh, so I am playing um, a Tunnel Flood Kobold Swashbuckler named Deg. Um, he has been in Absalom his entire life. The Warren that he is from is based out of southwestern Absalom in a place called the Puddles. Um, for those unfamiliar with Pathfinder, the Puddles gets its name because at high tide it floods and forms puddles. And so um, a tunnel flood kobold was meant to be there. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he's a swashbuckler growing up. He was around his clan hearing the stories of the dragon um, sponsor or protector of old. And there's kind of a certain nostalgia in his clan um, and his warren about that type of stuff. And so uh, he basically was trying to make money as a merchant, work his way up, um, clerking in the coins, which is kind of the merchant's district, and um, realized that's not going to make him much money. Um, and He's getting old real fast and wants to go out and hopefully make a little something more. So is your main motivation money? Uh, no, not, not really. I would say it's more um, he wants to be a legend, whether that's amongst his own community or the world at large. Ah, okay. All right, you want to be a legend. Okay, so you're, uh, you know, you see the same, you know, signage, the same, uh, you know, call for, you know, new adventures um, towards the the the, um, the Grand Lodge. How would your character approach the lodge? Um, I think you'd walk up um, just full of pride um, and just really trying to embrace the dragon blood that flows through his veins and. Um, demanding the kind of respect that a dragon would whether it works or not so so this is a kobold who is feels he's more a little bit more dragon than kobold yeah gotcha okay all right so as you're approaching the grand lodge we're gonna stop on you and i am going to move forward to 
uh, Mark. Mark, tell us a little bit about your character and uh, what they're doing in Absalom. Okay, uh, so can I do it in character? I, you can do it however you want to do it. All right. My name is Albrecht Firebrand, the clan Firebrand. I'm a young ladder, only five and twenty roundabouts with a big fireball in the sky. I hail a wonderful I hail from a wonderful mining town called Gulaza. I grew up in the mines with my da, my granda, and my great granda. Well, we just followed each other around. It just seemed natural. I grew up in the mines and uh, became a clerk of coals. And my word is always the truth. Just starting out, I need, I need to spread the truth and clean up all the filthy liars and cheaters in this world. Anything I could do to please the Almighty One. Galazur is five days' journey west of here. This is the first time I stepped foot in this place called Absalom. I'm just finding my way. I really am hankering for a tug of mead just to wet my whistle. I always think better once I've had a few down the old hatch. I'm sure the Almighty One will show me the way. That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. None of us were, were allowed to even hear. We, we heard just a little teeny tiny bit of what he was going to do as far as a voice, but that was great. Um, okay, that was great. So, that was so good you, job, man. So proud of you, Mark. So you are there. So your main, I'm sorry, I was so enthralled with your with your accent. I didn't catch everything you actually said. I was like, people are going, holy shit, Mark and RP. Um, I, I, I didn't think <laughs> I could uh, remember what I said either. Luckily, it's written down. So you did. That's great. Um, yeah. So the main reason for your character being in Absalom is? Well, uh, he's a cleric of Coles. Mm -hmm. He's, he's an oath, uh, an oath keeper mm -hmm. and he wants to rid the world of liars and cheaters. Okay? Ah, there we go. So that's the key. And so he figured there's lots of liars and cheaters in Absalom. Right. And, uh, maybe joining a adventure guild or the Pathfinder society, whatever we want to call it, uh, would be a way to do that. Okay, great. Yeah. So, you know, once again, you hear about all this stuff where they're going to be, you know, allowing people in. It's like a big cattle call of people for, um, you know, to, to join the Pathfinder Society. And, and you got to pretty much know that that would be your in. Like, you don't know anybody that could get you in. This is the way in. So how would your character go towards the Pathfinder Society? How would they walk up there? How would they sneak? Would they, what would they do? Typical dwarf blunder right in. Plunder right in. Okay. Pass the door open. Here I am. <laughs> okay. All right. So you walk straight down the middle of the street. Um, and you are uh what what kind of weapon do you carry, by the way? Uh this. Wow. A hammer? A hammer. A light hammer. Okay, a light hammer. Okay. I was I gonna got say, it from my granda. <laughs> there you go. Okay. This, this is literally from my grandfather. He's got props and everything. How cool is this? I want to see okay. the shield. We all suck now. Damn. Man, everyone's wow. got to step up their game. Mark has has uh, raised the bar. He is shaming okay. us tonight. He is. He is. Shown? Okay, so oh, as yeah, more so as RP you go, than we've seen from him in the, the last bar two years. Has been raised. <laughs> okay. Uh so we're going to, you know, as you're pulling up, you know, as you're walking straight down the middle of the street, 
you know, towards the pet, towards the, um, the grand lodge. I'm going to go ahead and pause as you see like the mobs of people out there. And we are going to jump ahead to Ian. Ian, tell me a little bit about your character and, uh, what you're doing in, um, uh, in the city. All right. So Alder Hollerock, uh, came to Absalom a couple years ago. Uh, he is a Tengu, which is like a bird man, uh, Dark, dark feathered, kind of like a raven. Um, he grew up on an island in a tropical island, um, very far away. Um, but missionaries came uh, from from the temple of Iomadai, uh, and he was converted. And he left the island with these missionaries and came back to Absalom to uh, study uh, study at the temple. And he became a clerk. And, but recently he's had a, a, a break from the church and maybe a little break from sanity. Um, and, uh, he's decided he wants to become really, really famous so that he can be very well known. Uh, and he's determined in his, in his wacky little brain that becoming an adventurer, a, a well-known adventurer is, uh, his way to do it. So he's, okay. uh, side of the Pathfinder Society is where he needs to be. Okay, well, that's the second person that wants to be famous. That's nice. I like people who want, want go big or go home. Okay, so you hear about you know the, getting into the Pathfinder side is the same thing, you know, with the with the cattle call. How would you approach this? How would how would your character approach you know going up towards the Grand Lodge? Super confidently, but not for, for no reason. He doesn't he like. He's constantly like he's looking confident, but then he's always twitching and looking over his head for someone he's looking he's just looking around but he's okay. trying to pretend he's confident okay all right so you're so you are you're one of the people instead of just like strolling up the center of the street um like uh like Hallbrick, you're strolling up the center of the street but you're looking back over your shoulder yep gotcha Okay, same thing. You go up there, the bot, the people are there, they're milling about, they're, you know, waiting, waiting, waiting for something. We don't know what that is yet. Um, and finally, yeah, Rebecca. Rebecca, tell us what your character is doing in the big city. Okay, well, I'm playing Mika Salt Whiskers, a catfolk verge. And she actually grew up in Absalon. And she has just finished her training as a thaumaturge. And she is out to travel the world to find and defeat monsters in the name of Saren Ray. And okay. she figures the best way to do that is to join the Pathfinder Society. So. Okay, great. So you are out to find and defeat monsters. That's your main thing, right? That is the main thing, yes. That is your main thing. Okay, mm -hmm. so... You, um, so you come up there, right? And you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, going to be going up towards the Grand Lodge. How would your character approach the Grand Lodge? She's very stoic, very stoic, um, and all serious. So, so she's like a real cat. Very, yes, very like a real cat. So she's walked, there's no emotion as she just walks up to the Pathfinder and up to them. The Grand Lodge. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
All right, great. Thank you very much. All right, so I've got a little description here just for everyone for the Grand Lodge, just so everyone kind of gets an idea. Now, what I don't have for this adventure is a full-blown, the, the, the entire book for Absalom because it's hard to get a hold of right now because Pathfinder's selling everything out like crazy. It's on the way. So I've got a, a little bit of stuff. We're, we're not going to be in the city too long just because I can't, I can't do, do the city justice. We will come back here. Um, but as you approach the Grand Lodge, you can see that it's a massive multi-story structure that seems to blend seamless, seamlessly with the sh surrounding architecture. I'm going to show this to everybody uh, of Absalom. The exterior is made of gleaming white marble with intricate carvings and embellishments that catch the light and make the building seem almost alive. The entrance um, is a grand arched doorway flanked by two towering columns, each one decorated with intricate scrollwork and top of the statue of a mythical creature. Um, above the doorway, you can see a massive stained glass window depicting the symbol of the Grand Lodge, a blazing sunburst surrounded by stars. As you step closer, you notice that the walls are adorned with beautiful frescoes and reliefs, each one depicting a different aspect of magic or the history of the lodge. The courtyard is lush with greenery, with neatly trimmed hedges and colorful flower beds that seem to burst with life. Standing in front of the great lodge, you can't help but feel small in comparisons to its magnificence. It's a testament to the power and influence of the magical community, and you feel privileged to be able to enter its hallowed halls. So, hundreds of people, at least 100 people, they're all milling about, and you see... Uh, you know, you don't know what they're waiting for or when they're waiting for. You know, the the call just said basically to be there in the morning. So um, after a while, people start to get a little bit restless. You're there for about an hour or so. It's grown to about maybe 150 people. And then the doors open to the Grand Lodge. And this tall gentleman comes walking out, head completely covered with a mask. Looks like a massive fighter of some sorts. And he walks out and the place becomes silent. And he just starts walking through the crowd. And as he's walking through the crowd, he just touches people. And as he touches them, there's some other sort of followers along with him. You see them kind of grabbing these people and taking them off into the lodge. And you say, oh my gosh, it's me. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. No, I want you to come with me. And he walks by some people and he, you know, just ignores them. And he walks through the crowd and he maybe pulls uh, 30 people out of the crowd. And then he stops and he looks at everyone and he turns back and walks inside the gate and the door is shut. Yes, Mark. No, I'm playing my door. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Me, pick me, pick me. I'm sorry. It does go. It does go really well in Twitch. It doesn't translate very well on a podcast. So Mark was waving his hands up in the air, and I'm like looking, going, "What the heck's he doing?" I thought maybe I'd screwed something up, or my video went out, or he couldn't hear <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, you screwed something up. You didn't pick any of us. I did. It, yes. And the campaign's you, over. Bye. None, none of you Thanks were chosen. Playing. So that was like that the was fastest campaign I've ever played. So so. That's how we did the podcast week? in 20 minutes. There we go. Bye. There you go. That's, that's how you do a 20 minute podcast. Um, <laughs> so, the, so the gates close and uh, somebody there's, there's still somebody out there as he says again tomorrow and turns and goes back away. So this plays itself out. I'm not going to RP all of you guys in town right now because some of you have places you've been staying. We're not going to go through all that. You go through, through till tomorrow. 
All right. The next day you come in. Now there's less people that are out there, maybe about a hundred or so. Same scenes unfolds. This tall gentleman with this huge mask on comes out and starts walking through the crowd. And he's being particular, but he pulls another 30-ish people out of the crowd. I feel like, why don't everyone roll a perception check for me? 13. Now we're learning where all our things are at on our, on our board. Okay, 13. Nine. Okay. Nine. Okay. Thirteen. Mark, what, what did you roll, Mark? Thirteen. Okay. Rebecca? She's figuring out her sheet. Eleven. Eleven. So the high roll was a thirteen. Oh, no. Thirteen, sorry. Okay, the high roll was a thirteen. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, everything's cool. Everything's fine. Um, he walks through. Uh, you know, you, now you're down to like maybe 60-ish people out there. Once again, he walks back inside, the same gentleman out there again. He says, tomorrow, and then walks back inside. So you guys go through this for a third time. Now you're third time. Now there's only like 40, 50 people out there. And they're really like, I mean, you see people are sweating it. The same scene unfolds. And he comes out and he's walking through. Everyone roll me. Now now that you know your perception roll, everyone roll me a perception check now. That's a nine. Let's pick a different dice. 15. There we go. I I got a 16. I got a 19 on the die plus three is 22. Oh, there it is. All right. So, um, and I want to call you guys by your right name because I'm going to screw this up otherwise. Um, Aldor, which is Ian. Um, You notice while he's looking through and you're, you're like, you're really like excited and all. You feel two different things. You feel like he actually looked at you and then immediately looked away. So he made contact, he made eye contact with you. He looked at you and he deliberately did not choose you. And as he looks away, you notice sort of over his shoulder up in the tower, another it's hard to tell from this distance because the, the tower is very tall. Another person wearing a mask also seems to be looking down on the entire proceedings that's going on. Hmm. All right. Okay. Um, okay. And then, you know, he goes through and he picks about 30 more people and there's only about 10 or 15 of you left. And he walks back in. And then the same guy comes out that's come out there for three days and says, that is all. Try again next year. And he goes inside and shuts the door. All sight. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. And everyone's just kind of standing out there like, and you see people are crying. It's sad. People are crying. I'm crying. Some people look relieved. Um, what are you guys doing? Let me tell me what they're how they're feeling right now. I'd go I'm up try- and knock. I'm trying to explain how I'm going to explain trying to figure out how I'm going to explain this to mother. All right, so um Cole, who is Deg, you're gonna go up and knock at the yeah. door? Mm-hmm. Okay. You go up there. Oh, but and by the way, we should probably mention this to everyone. 
Who's the tallest person in this party? Mika. Hands- yeah. Okay. Mika, Mika is. Mika, and how tall are you? Four ten. Yeah. Four foot ten. Yes. So this She's is our- a party of smalls here. When we talk <laughs> no about smalls. When we talk, yeah, exactly. when we talk about height, we're, we're relatively speaking, this is a very short group that's here. I make up um, for it in width. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you do. You guys are all out there and, you know, people are like, what the heck? Mm. And people are kind of like wandering around and no one, no one knows what to do. No one knows where to go. And you see them all start kind of wander away. And basically, the five of you are the only ones that are left standing outside the door. Kind of looking at the door. You don't know each other. You don't know anything about it. You just know everyone's small and you're looking at the door and nothing's happening. What would you, what would you guys like to do? I probably also start towards the door. Um, I'd look up at the window. Is Are we still being watched? Um, there is that person is still watching. So you're 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 out there and you're all sort of milling about and everyone else seems to have left except for the five of you. And that person is still standing there watching you all. And then the little shutters close or the window closes and they go away. This is not good. This is not right. Yeah, you said it. I don't understand how this happens. Did you see some of the guys he picked? Ugh, just atrocious. Maybe they were just looking for uh, meat sacks, you know, a little meat shield, go in wherever they're going. Yes, they yeah. don't. Yeah, maybe. They don't need real adventurers. They turn through him. Must go through him real quick if he was taking 30 of them a day. What? Hmm. How they said next people- year? Next year, they don't need people with real knowledge. No, no. Next year's not going to work. I, I, it's got yeah, no. to be now. Need, I'm not waiting for next year. I'm not. I, I need to go out now. I need to find... I need to hunt monsters now. Not next year. Are, are monsters hunt roaming monsters? I need to be defeated. Yeah, no. All right, you guys are all just like standing there, you know, making small talk with each other, and you hear from off to the side... This. Psst. Psst. I'm twitching around. Yeah, my head, my head whips yeah. around. Yep. Yeah. And you see this um, goblin who's standing kind of in the shadows by by the edge of the building, and he's sort of come here, come here, come here. Oh, I strut, I strut right over. Yeah, yep. I'm going over, no question. He looks he's one of my here. kind. I I definitely think he's got got some knowledge. He looks at all of you and goes, Midnight. You be here midnight. The lady wants you here midnight. What lady? What lady? Then he goes, shh, 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 shh. Looks around, takes off. Well, what do I have to lose? I'll be here at midnight. Hope to see you all as well. This sounds highly appropriate. I will definitely be here at midnight. <laughs> sounds sounds like a good wrong. idea. <laughs> midnight. That's when the monsters look at night. No. Okay, so is everyone coming back at midnight? Yep, that's of course. I would definitely be sneaking over this time because I don't trust anyone else right now. And I midnight rendezvous with people I don't know. 
I'm not walking right into that one. Okay, so Chris is sneaking up there. Um, and I'm going to just go through your characters. I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a little bit to... to so Timu is sneaking over there. The goblin yes, gunsmith. Please. Okay. Um, Deg, how are you going up there? I will also be sneaking, um, though I know the city well. Okay. Uh, Halbrick? Um, I'm going to be not sneaking. Uh, I'm going to have my shield ready, but I forgot the action, what it was called. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think I it's called think... dodge or something. I think you defend. actually it's defend. It's called defend. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I move half speed and it basically gives me, if someone jumps me, I have my shield raised. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know if that's really meant for walking through the city streets for a long time. Actually, it's for exploration. It is for exploration. Yeah, yes. That, that's, the mode where, that's the mode where he's moving into. Perfect. Okay, great. Um, Aldor. Uh, he didn't think second. Uh, he didn't think anything of it. He's just, he's just going back to it's just another day. It's just this day happens to be in the middle of the night. It's okay. Exciting. All right. And Mika. Well, uh, Mika will definitely be sneaking. Um, she's used to walking the streets at night. So. Okay, that doesn't sound weird. Um, yeah, that so. sounded bad out loud, dude. <laughs> Her background is Night Watch. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not, right. that next night time. Walker, not Night Walker, <laughs> Night Watch. <She> night Walker, <laughs> Night Watch, yeah. Um, okay, so we have a couple people who are, um, one is sort of a shield up, moving through the city, making sure he's ready for anything that comes at him. Um, another one is... Ah, just, this is another time of day. Three of you are sneaking. Why don't you guys give me a, um, a uh, where is our roll here? A stealth roll. Roll the 10. It's uh, 13. 15. Okay. I mean, you don't feel really sneaky. Yeah. You know, you don't feel really sneaky. Although you may feel really sneaky, but you, you hear there's a, a sound or two as you guys are walking. The, the streets there. are pretty empty, right? The streets are... Mm. There are patrols out. There are patrols. Um, but yeah, by midnight, it's probably pretty empty in this area. Um, yeah, right. So you guys are going to, you know, you come back up there and, you know, one or a couple of you have been in this, lived in the city. That was um, Deg, right? Deg lives in the city. And who else does? Mika. I mean, Mika. I've been here for a couple of years also, so. Okay, so so the ones that have been here, I'm assuming that you've been by this area before. And there's always patrols. And, you know, you see patrols and you know that, I mean, this is like one of the main doors to the place. And, you know, there's always patrols and there's always guards standing out there. And you guys come up towards that, that massive door. And there are two things. Number one, there doesn't seem to be a guard outside of it. And number two, the door seems to be open. Slightly. Just ajar. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk straight up to it. I'm looking for the lady. Okay. Is odd. Okay. So, so you guys all. So who's you know you guys kind of get there about the same time ish. Uh, are you all going to enter the the building or what's the deal? Once I've kind of uh, taken took uh, surveyed the land a little bit and realized like. It's not an ambush or nothing. The door's just open. I, I kind of walk up next to Aldor and said, hey, looks like you showed up too, huh? 
Of course. This is how it has to be. How it has to be? I'll come out of the shadows, quote unquote shadows in reality. Yeah, I was yeah. probably like were staring right at you, you the entire yeah. time. <laughs> staring at you. And you're like, ha it's me. Exactly. You're like, yeah, we know. We've been, we've been watching you walk up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First um, level. <laughs> right. Now, Why now I will tell you, as, as opposed to D&D, if this was really a, um, a super important thing about you guys like sneaking up on it, I would have rolled your rolls for you. Oh, okay. that way you would not have known how high you rolled or not. Right. But just for a conversation's sake, if, if uh, say something happened, we could have used stealth as an initiative as well, too. Right. Correct. Absolutely. Yes, right. you could have. But let's say you're really trying to be hidden from something. You know, you're sneaking through a dungeon or whatever. And, you know, I'm going to try and sneak by this. And I think I'm going to be stealthy as a mouse. And I roll a one. You're like, doo, 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 no one can see me. Yeah. Everyone can see you. Clomp, like you clomp, clomp, right. Clomp. Yeah, you don't know on some of these roles. And I do like that. It's gonna make me roll more, but I do like that you guys you know that a roll happened, even uh, not all the time. You know that a roll happened, um, but you don't know what the result is. That reminds me of the original D and D where you had the dungeon master with the screen and he'd always be rolling dice in the back. I'd have a screen if I had a bigger table, I'd have a screen in front of me, even with you guys over there. Mm-hmm. I love those screens. Um Okay, so you guys uh, go inside as quietly as you can, and there is a door off to the side. Everything's dark. There's a couple of a couple of sconces way down the way down the hall, and you can see there's some some dim light. But there's a door that's slightly ajar with light leaking out of it. Walk straight there. I'm just a lady. All right, so you guys. I won't uh, let him show me up, so I'm following him right in. Okay, uh, is everyone going in? I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll follow him. I guess. So you walk in, and I'm going to show this to you so you can see it. And you see this lady, and she has uh, sort of a blue-black sort of cape on. Um, She's got this really cool, almost metallic-looking mask over her face. And she's sitting at the end of a large table. It's way larger than it needs to be. She's at one end, way down there. And there's five seats at the far other end. And she a says, grandiose, isn't it? Classic. She says, sit, please. Are you the lady? Well, you know, Ian, now that you kind of get a better look, this does look like the person you saw in the window. Oh, you're the lady I saw. All right. I go and sit. All right. I will sit as well. All right. Is everyone taking a seat? Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. Um, so. I see swinging. My little legs are just dangling. <laughs> Actually, yeah. all of us are probably. <laughs> Actually, all of your feet are swinging. It's just a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bunch of little children. These. This is a grandiose room. And these are humongous chairs. And you all, you all kind of have to like climb up in. Who is the shortest person in this group? Three foot six here. I can tell you because I gathered all the heights. Oh yeah, you had that that, be, that information. I think it might be Timu. It is Timu. Timu's Timu. I have you at three six. All right. His personality though. Timu, and then Deg is Deg is a couple inches taller, and then the rest of us. It's are, all in the ears. The rest of us Timu, are in the fourth. Timu, foot you have to do like an embarrassing. It's like you know, like when you see like a little child climb onto a big yeah. person's chair, where they well, kind of like, like put their arms on it and then kind of make their way up there and then yeah. they turn around and sit down like 
when he's trying to get out of the pool and you just lay on the on the water. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm out. You're sitting at this table, and you know tables are meant for you know to come up to like your waist. You're sitting there. And we're all sitting head, like this. You're all sitting there with your head just barely up above the edge of the table, and you're all looking at each other, and you're looking down this lady at the end. And she's just standing there, and she says, "It's she's far away away. She's at least thirty feet away from you." And she's, you see her sort of make a motion with her hand, and she points in your direction. And a little light comes out of her finger towards you guys. And it gets down almost to the end of the table and it stops. And this little light starts spinning and spinning. And as it's spinning, you notice it starts to form into something. And this looks like, it looks like a human um, wearing clothing of somebody that looks like some sort of a mage. Very regal. Very old, very wise, very knowledgeable. And the person says, Greetings, young initiates. As a high mage of Galarian, it is my honor to impart to you the secrets and wonders of our world. Galarian is a realm of great power and mystery shaped by the will of the gods and the magic of the universe. From the dawn of time, the gods have shaped the world, imbuing it with life, wonder, and magic. They crafted mountains and oceans, forests and deserts, and populated the world with a rich variety of creatures and beings. But Galarian's history is not one of peace and tranquility. It has been marked by wars, strife, and great calamities. The age of darkness, when the gods abandoned the world to the mercy of demons and dark forces, was one of the darkest times in our history. But even in the bleakest of times, the light of hope shone through. One of the greatest turning points in our history was the discovery of the Star Stone by the Star Stone Society. This group of powerful wizards sought to test the skills and knowledge against the power of the universe itself. The Starstone was said to grant immense power to anyone who could pass its trials, and so the society built a tower around it and began to hold competitions to determine who was worthy of attempting the trials. It was then that a young woman named Araden managed to pass the trials and ascend to godhood. Araden used her newfound powers to banish the demons and dark forces from Galarian and usher in a new age of light and prosperity. Absalom, the city at the center of the world, was built in her honor, and it became the hub of trade and commerce on Galarian. It is a symbol of our world's strength and resilience, a beacon of hope in dark times. Over the centuries, Galarian has been shaped by the actions of countless civilizations, each leaving its mark on the world. We have seen the rise and fall of mighty empires, the birth of new cultures, and the clash of ideologies. Magic has played a vital role in our world's history, with wizards, sorcerers, and other spellcasters wielding their powers to shape the world around them. As a high mage, it is my duty to guide you on your path to greatness. The world of Galarian is fuel, full of wonders and mysteries waiting to be explored and understood. 
As you embark on your journey, remember to respect the power of magic and use it wisely. The choices you make will shape the course of your life and the lives of those around you. Whether you seek to explore ancient ruins or to battle fierce monsters, Galarian is a world of limitless possibilities. I bid you good fortune on your journey, young initiates. May your path be illuminated by the light of knowledge and the power of magic. And then the person sort of bows and then shrink and the light goes out. Was that a recorded video? Are, are you saying, if you're saying this, who are you Did saying it to? Did it look live or Memorex? <sighs> Roll a uh, perception. I'm supposed to be good at perception. Mm. Uh, 26. Wow. You Pretty feel good. like this is something that is shown over and over and over again. That's what I was thinking. All right. <laughs> So does that does that mean we're we're in? Is she's that at it? the end of the she's at the end of the table and she says We didn't get our badges. Uh, we don't need that, no stinking we badges. Show, we have to show that to all of the new people. It's what we do here. Um so why weren't you chosen? That's what I'd like to know. Because you didn't pick us. <laughs> and she's just looking at you and she says, I, I was going to say she'd say little one, but that doesn't help. <laughs> um, and she's 30 feet away. So wide one. <laughs> um, dwarf. Dwarf. Why, why were you not chosen? Oh, my God decided it wasn't time. Okay. Goblin. Yeah. Same question, Goblin. Why were you not chosen? I'm sure. I'm often overlooked, but I always come uh, through in the end. Tengu. Why wasn't I chosen? Well, you made a mistake. That's why. Catfolk. You're often deceived by my kind that we are playful and silly but that is not true cobalt oh sorry i'm sorry no I, I i assume that's why i wasn't chosen they underestimated me cobalt well i may not have been chosen the last few days but it appears i've been chosen now so it's kind of a moot point don't you think she looks around and she says well you see, the official choosing is not of my doing, but I noticed something about this little, and I do mean little, group uh, as, I, as I was watching you from the tower, and I feel like there's something about you, something that could be, I don't know, great. Or you could be dead tomorrow. Who knows? Um, so uh, while I cannot just offer you membership into the Pathfinder Society because that is not my role to do, um, I can do this. And she pulls out this scroll and she slides it at the end, <laughs> the whole thing. It's like a bar, right? Zzz, 
the scroll slides all the way down right in between you guys that sit there spinning. And you see the scroll, it's tied, and it it, uh, it has a wax seal. All right, and it's like this, uh, the seal is round. It's got these two things going through, or two things are kind of crossing. It almost looks like, what's a good description of this? It almost looks like four different trumpets-ish bent. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Going in four different directions with a star above them. That's the best example, I, or best thing I can give to say. Looks like um, an X. Kind of like an X in the middle. Yes, you're right. Um, and she says, I have a friend. I have a friend in Otari by the name of Rin. And Rin seems to think that there's some sort of something going on there. If you can go to Otari and meet with Rin, give her this scroll, and make sure that she is completely satisfied that all of her fears are completely satisfied, I promise you that when you return to Absalom, you will be returning as heroes of the realm and will be accepted immediately into the Pathfinder Society. What say you? Absolutely. Can you elaborate on the fear? What scares her? Rin is a little... You know, I don't want to say spacey, but uh, her head is among the stars. Let's put it that way. Uh, I think that when you go there, I think that you can probably talk to her better. I've known her for a long time, and I know that while she doesn't actually get her point across, there's she would not have tried to contact me if it wasn't for a very, very, very good reason. She didn't tell you, was it a? A creature or something that scares her. She said something about an ancient evil. Could be nothing. It's been my understanding that these things are usually not nothing. I will go. I cannot speak for these people. I just met them, but I will go. All right. She looks at the rest of you. Well, I will certainly go. Um, when we meet this, Ren, who shall we tell her sent us? She she looks around at the rest of you, first of all. Hi, man. I'm oh, sure. Me and the bird already said yes. Okay. All right. So um, your question again there, um, Deg? Yes. When we meet Ren, um, who shall we say sent us to her? If you just give Ren this scroll, everything will be spelled out there. I do caution you, however, the scroll must be sealed. Mysterious and intriguing. I respect that. I look at the scroll and I say, someone else, please take that. I don't want to hold that, please. Who is going to to take the scroll? I'll carry the scroll. Mika is? Mika, yes. Okay, so Mika is taking the scroll, and she says, um, there is a 
wagon train leaving for Otari in the morning. I will make sure that you have passage on it. You will not need to spend any money for this passage. Once you get to Otari, however, all the costs are yours. Is it a small perk? It's still a perk. There you go. Free ride. So she tells you where to meet the wagon train. It's at the, it's at the, um, uh, just right outside of, uh, of the city. There's a big gate there. It's going to be tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. sharp. They're going to be taking off. It's a two day journey to Otari. Uh, you guys have all heard if, um, I think that, and I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get everyone down, Pat Hallbrick. I think you said that your town you came from was about five days to the west. Correct. Yeah. So Otari is like in the middle, in between, right? So you know right. of Otari. Yes. Um, I, you I may not have actually. Right through it. Yeah, and yeah, you may have. I, I'm not sure you would have walked right through it because of the way it's kind of set up. There's like roads that go by it. Okay. You at least know of the town. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh yeah, I know Otari. It's right, you know, it's in between here and my town. And what was your town again? I'm sorry. Gal- Galazur. Galazur. Okay. You, that's easy for you to say. It's on uh, the okay. map I sent you. Oh, okay, yeah, and and I have that map actually up. Did I put the map up? Oh, here we go. And I, I'm just looking. Okay, at the I can see. Oh, it. yeah, Got there it. it is. Yeah, yeah. So if you expand it, you can kind of show everyone. And I can't really point on it. The large island of the Starstone Islands, the main island, uh, Absalom is sort of at the south southeast corner of it. Um, you see Otari. There's like a bay that kind of goes up a little bit to the west of it. Uh, there's Otari. And then I believe that that I can't really see it on there. Your town is down south of that, correct? Yeah, it's the first town along the coast after Otari. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right, okay. Right here. She tells you 8 a.m. sharp. It leaves. It's a two-day journey. And she goes, oh, boy. Oh, oh. Mm, well, about time to turn in. So, uh, bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks, lady. Very well. You guys, uh, again, up outside, door shuts. Um, and now the, the, the guards are kind of like, you see guards walking around now, like where they weren't before. Now they're there. They're kind of looking at you guys. They're sort of staring at you now. Oh, well, Leave. we were expected. The door was open for us. It's all good. Okay, they're keep on looking at you because you're standing by the door. We're oh, leaving. We're, oh, we're leaving. We're leaving. Want, leaving, leaving. Gotcha. I'm going home. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to, uh, unless you're going to do something else, does anyone no. have anything else they would like to do before the morning? I'll see you all in the morning, man. I'm going to go right? home and I'll meet you all in the morning. Okay. All right. So if no one's doing anything in particular, or Ian, were you going to? No, no. Okay. Yeah. So if no one's doing anything, so there's a, like I said, you eight o'clock in the morning, there's a wagon train out there. There is a, a, a you know, a wagon there with, you know, I guess your, your seats on it. I'm going to guess it's not, it's not the most comfortable thing, but you've got a place to ride. It's more like, eh. I mean, you're not like animals on it, but, but it's not like first class passage either. All right. Sitting on hay bales, hay bales, hay bales. Yes. You guys, Start off your trip, and and I'm going to assume, and I know people are going to scream if they really know Pathfinder, because on the map it looks like there's kind of like 
civilized areas in between the two. I'm going to guess that this is a fairly easygoing ride. I'm going to guess that there's, you know, this is a, a normal travel. It's only two days to Atari. Um, you're going to go through the first day, uh, you know, basically, you know, you'll, you'll see some farms, you'll see farmers out there, you know, just the normal stuff you're going to see. You're going to pass by some, some people going the other way. And eventually you're going to get about midway. It's going to be nightfall and you're going to be out and you're going to be sitting there and, uh, you know, you've, you've got some food, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, what do you call it? A chuck wagon. There's a chuck wagon with all the food on it. And you're going to be sitting around the fire eating and you're all sitting there and you haven't really had a good chance to sit and talk to each other yet. So I'm going to leave you guys around the fire and let you guys talk and say whatever you want to say to each other. So whenever anyone wants to start, you can jump on in. So who are you people? <laughs> right to it then, huh? <laughs> well, you're the first one to speak up. Why don't you go first? Okay, well, my name is Deg. Some call me Colgut, which I'm sure someday you will find out why. And um, I'm, of course, a kobold. But I uh, grew up in Otari. Oh my gosh, I did not grow up in Otari. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I did grow up in Absalom. And... Um, just looking for adventure, looking um, for status and wealth and fame and glory. All the good things. You don't sound like any coal while I've heard. And how many coals have you heard, Birdman? Well, a few. I mean, you live in Absalom, you see them all. You see all kinds. We come in all shapes, sizes, colors, personalities. I mean, do you think we all sound the same? I mean, I've lived in Absalon my whole life, and I've seen all different sorts of kobolds, so never judged them. Yeah, I I suppose no should be the correct answer to that question. I will say no. (laughs) To avoid being called a racist. Very true. During episode one. (laughs) Let's not go labeling ourselves that quickly now, shall we? (laughs) I mean, ju- never judge a uh, ancestry. I mean, people think cat folk are all silly, and I'm not silly. I think silly cat folk is just just ridiculous. Anyway, I am Mika, and I hunt monsters. Really, what kind of monsters have you hunted so far? Well, um, do you know the Palisades? You know, I'm the Palisades Quarter and Absalon. Well, yes, yes, I do. Yes. yes, well, I hunt the monsters in that quarter. The undead that look in there. So why are you outside the city then? Why leave? Because Saren Ray says that I must go out and find the monsters out in the world and learn about them. And then I'll be trained to fight the monsters, the monsters that are deeper in the Palisade Quarters. I didn't realize Absalom had such evil monsters in the city. Why the hell did I set up camp there? Well, just stay out of the Palisade quarters. We're trying to clear it out. It's a big city. I don't know. We're trying to clear it out. How long have you guys been trying? (laughs) The deeper you get into it, the worse the monsters are. That's a note. Stay away from the Palisades quarter. Yeah, I, I, unless you're trained point. to fight them, I would. Um, I really would. I'm trained to fight, all right. That's, that's one thing I trained to fight well. those monsters is what I'm saying. Uh, nothing that, uh, nothing's been able to stand up to me in 
me and my guy right now. So I'm not so sure what you mean by extra training, but I think I'll be just fine. What What is you and your guy? And and and, and what is your name, my friend? I'm I'm Timu. I'm actually uh, my guy here, and he he pulls out his pistol. He goes, "This beautiful thing here has saved my life many a times." A strange contraption. Once upon a time, saved my that. my companion. It's it's brilliant. It's loud. It's it's boisterous. It explodes. Uh, it's, it's it's enrapturing. It's beautiful. Sounds amazing. Call it a gun. Ooh. Gun. I don't think I've ever seen a gun. Hi, pretty. Oh, well, on this adventure, you might see it quite a bit. Chris, I, I kind of like. I'm going to break in here just one second. Can you describe your gun? Because I'm, I'm, I don't know what a Pathfinder gun exactly looks like. So, can you give a description of it? It's just like a basic gun, like us, or is it some sort of a um, different looking? It looks contraption? more. I would imagine the way I would explain it, it looks more like a flintlock style pistol, almost from like uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean, something like that. Like mm-hmm. very rudimentary. Right now, the one that I have right now is a one shot reload situation, and that's it's you know a little wooden handle that has been contoured to my hand years of use and just a. a Pieces of steel tubing. Okay, great. Thank you. No problem. I'm I'm I am staring directly at the dwarf. Okay, you remind me of a very good friend of mine. A very good friend of mine. I have a feeling you and I will be good friends. I hope very at good. least. Nice to meet you. My name and is your Halbrook. name is Halbrook. 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 All right, Halbrook. It is. <laughs> I, I hail from Golzul. We're going to need subtitles for this one. <laughs> <laughs> that costs extra. We, we need a lot more money to do subtitles. And I'm a, cra- I'm a cratic of Coles. I thought his name was Cole. Cole's got Cole got, right? You guys know each other? Nickname. It is a nickname. Oh, excuse I'm sorry. I'm just yes. learning here. You'd be man. No, I'm while he may not worship here. me, I'm sure some hopefully will worship me someday. We'll see. Are you trying to be a god? We'll see what happens. No, that's that's, that's my, no. That's my backstory. You can't go there. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Am I in the presence of two gods? No, oh, no, sir. I'm not. A no, god. I will be because uh, it would be real embarrassing if you guys didn't get picked and you were gods. At oh, least I- I'm just a lowly deputy. Don't you have to take a test before you become a god? <laughs> the dwarf has a good point. There's, 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 there's many ways to become a god, but I gotta get my followers up first. So, gotta, gotta raise the followers. That's why I'm here. Be famous. Get my count. Click up. on. I'm gonna go. I like that. Thank Sounds you. Sounds like our DM. <laughs> Need the followers. <laughs> I'm not saying that more Twitch followers would make me a god, but whatever. You go ahead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but we'll, we'll rank you higher, though. Hey, even, even that lady who gave us this mission, she told us about the, what was the god she said? Aroden. A-R-O-D-E-N. And that was a person that that became a god. Right. Just like, and Iomade, too. She, I studied Iomade a lot. She became a god. It was, these were people that just wandered just around the city, just like the rest of us. And then one day, boom, God, that's going to be me. Just like that? Oh, I mean, they got, they got, they got some skills and they, you know, they, they, they fought some demons of their own. That's why I'm here. 
Do I get something special if I help you reach godhood? Oh, I'm sure I can make a place for you guys. All right, I'm in. Cool. Well, good luck for you. Me, I follow my god calls. Well, to each their own. But, you know, if you're going to follow a god, it could, you know, you're going to, I'm available. I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I are a god. Thank you, though. So, so I, I look at, at Aldor and go, okay, so what are you offering god-wise? Oh, I don't have all the tenets upset, figured out yet. You know, I just set up the church in my apartment. It's very <laughs> small right now. And then I look at Deg and go, okay, what are you offering? Oh, I I hate to tell you this, Timu, but I said it kind of as a joke. I didn't think anybody would take it seriously. Well, I am godless, and I'm trying to find someone to follow. Hey, you got a, a prime example. Come on, proselytize to me. <laughs> Oh, you and I are going to be great friends. <laughs> Always here to lend an ear, Birdman. We'll, we'll, we'll get you into the house. Of, the house of Hallorock will be, will be there for you. Maybe when we get back, we can take a look at it. Yep. There's a couch and everything. I'm, I'm going to step over here. and Dibs on the couch. This is a blasphemy conversation. Okay. So I, t- I take it. Uh, Halbrook is following you away from the... <laughs> From all the blaspheming no, going on? No, 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 no. This is not blaspheming. You're you're just not connected to a god. This is an opportunity. You could learn about coals and uh, speak the truth like I do. Or you can learn about me. I'm right here. Aldor, you got some competition. That sounded good. Plus, I got a thing for dwarves. They've kind of been real good to me over the years. So this guy, although I might need a translator, Definitely listening to him. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you converted in no time. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray to Serenray for your soul. If you're looking for wealth, Abadar is the guy for you. He's the god of the temp- of wealth and merchants, and I temple. I frequent his temple quite frequently. Sounds like I'm going to be a busy man. What do you think we're getting ourselves into? Well. She said something about a great evil, and great evils need to be defeated. Ancient evil. Yeah, I remember that one, too. That one kind of gave me a little something up the spine. Ancient evil. Oof. For all we know, it could just be the common cold. That thing's been around forever. Needs to be defeated. It is evil. It's evil. Needs to be defeated. It's a monster on your sinuses. Fair enough. When it gets in your ears, needs to be defeated. I don't know what we're getting ourselves into. I'm not very good at medicine and healing, though, so that might be someone else. I can help you with that. Okay, that could be the dwarf's field. Cole, I think you you were saying something. Yes, well, I'm not sure what we're getting ourselves into, but um, if we have to defeat it to enter the Pathfinder Society, I am happy to see it through to the end. And now you're talking. That's what I like to hear. One thing I need to tell you. Uh, do not tell me any lies. Because I am an oath keeper. I, my God has given me the directive. So Can I, I lie need, to other people? I don't like people who lie. I like at all? I mean. So please do not lie in my presence. Yeah, I promise I won't <laughs> lie in your presence. <laughs> oh, no. 
I will lose my connection to my God and I will no longer be able to heal you. If I lie, you lose your connection? That doesn't if, sound like a, no, like a strong you connection. Lie, if you lie and I do not do nothing about it. But that's that's if you know lies, right? Like, what if there we is, lie There is no gray. There is no gray. Either you lie or you tell the truth. What if... You must, what you if, must tell the truth. Always. I swear to me, like I will never white lie. lie. I mean, like, what if it's... No white lie. No white lie. Let me tell you a story. It's, it's a very... <laughs> yeah, this is very me paying pain, great attention. A very painful story. Okay. And it, it came from when I was a young laddie. I was, I was very young. I was working in the mines. And I, I kept telling these little white lies. And people got used to me lying all the time. So it came to the point where no one believed anything I said. And then on my way home from the mines... I saw a great black smoke rising from my house and I ran to my neighbors and I told them my house was on fire and they said, you're lying. I said, oh no, I can't get any help. So I walk, I run, I run to my house and I tried to put out the flames and I could not do it alone. So my lies cost me my house and when the embers were smoldering I realized my parents had perished in the fire this is why I am an oath keeper no more lies ever so what if we omit the truth is that a lie I'm not a lawyer <laughs> I'm a cleric, not a, I'm a cleric. Jim, I'm a doctor. Not a lawyer. I'm a doctor. Listen, uh, I'll do my best. I truly I will. But I've found sometimes, especially traveling like this, you gotta do it once in a while. It is it is impossible not to and Unac- it's still unacceptable. Unexpected. What if I don't I know do it's a lie? any liars. But deception's on this on this sheet for a reason. <laughs> well, it looks like I'll be rolling against him quite a bit. But, uh, what if I don't know it's a lie? Well, then you're not lying, of course. Right, exactly. Because sometimes I get told wrong information and I believe it because I have the dubious knowledge feat. No, no, no. <laughs> lying lying is not being mistaken, okay? Lying means you purposely knew that you were lying. Okay. So I, as long as I don't know that I'm lying, then it's okay. Honest mistakes but, are fine. Fine, because sometimes, because again, I have the dubious knowledge feat, and sometimes my GM might give me the wrong information on purpose. And you never know. And then I Every, don't know. Everyone makes mistakes once in a while. what the dubious feed is. He might have fun with it. So, hmm. All right. So, Mark, I'm going to just jump in on your character here for a second. And I don't mean to try and like 
poke your character a little bit, but as I'm, I'm watching you and you have your hands and you're doing all this and your hands are moving around while you're talking about the fire and all, in my head, your hands are either horribly scarred or, or have, have signs of that fire. Uh, yeah, my charisma is actually uh, very low uh, because uh, I was damaged in the fire. Okay, so your character is fire I'm, damage. I am scarred. Okay. All right. All um, over. All over. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that's what I was just picturing that while you were while you were describing the the incident, and I'm like, that would be really cool if there was like actual scarring from it. So. Yep. Okay. Um, well, um, Halbrick, you and I might have to have a conversation about this at some point because uh, I have been known as a gold kobold with a silver tongue. So we'll see if we can arrange something to um, benefit each other. I don't know, maybe like an old wax in the ears situation occasionally. <laughs> nope. I like the way he's <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, if you yeah. don't know mean then how can you be held accountable for it i cannot like control what i don't know exactly but in my presence no lies i mean we just don't want you to lose your connection to your god just because we might do something i don't know we're very close Me well and my uh god. in the okay. future halbrick be prepared to um split the party occasionally <laughs> uh <laughs> we have things that we need to do <laughs> Just, just in, in might occasionally be like, why don't you go over there? Okay. Does anyone have anything else they want to discuss tonight before it's Betty by time? I'm not trying to stop you. I just want to, I, I want to get you off of Mark, <laughs> off of Mark right now. Sure, sure. Or, excuse me, yeah. off of Halbrick. We understand <laughs> he doesn't want lying. We understand that you want to lie. And instead of him lawyering up on this <laughs> with all of you guys, now we all know the situation and it will, it will occur a lot during this adventure. We are all pretty up. high, we are all pretty high charisma characters, which means our deception skills might have some, uh, some good uh party in there. Yeah. And we're all like, oh shit. This this should be interesting. In his presence, we will make sure he doesn't know if we're lying or not. No, I just I I, I assume I'm gonna be sticking closer to Aldor now, so as like bedtime rolls, I'm like, hey, why don't you tell me more about what we're talking about what we're talking about? And that's kind of like, all right, there I go. Well, I've only got the first chapter of the book done, but we're getting there. Okay, so we're going to just uh, wind down the evening. Uh, you guys, you know, sleep under the stars. It's a nice night. It's a little chilly. It is, and we, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, we are in the year 4721, uh, the month uh, uh, Abadias. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm trying to use all the Pathfinder stuff. And um, I, I actually posted the calendar, and I believe that was basically our... It's our January, so it's cold. It's cold outside, but you're you know you're bundled up for it. And uh, this is the the twelfth of Alpadius, and we're going to kind of, kind of try and keep track of um, dates sort of correctly in this, and see if we can do that. Although, if I could get somebody to help me with that, that'd be awesome. Um, so, don't we have a calendar guy? I thought we had a calendar guy. Yeah, I usually keep track of it in the other. In the gotcha. Other okay, so Ian, yeah, it's it, and I gave you guys the the link to it also. 
All right. So, the, yeah, the next day, um, you guys get up, the wagon train's going, and uh, you, it's getting uh, close to evening as you're uh, coming up. Now, you notice to your north, right, which is the right hand side because you're moving to the west, to your north, you notice that the ground has been moving up. So, you're staying low by the coast, but it's getting higher and higher to the, um, to the east of you. So as you come up, right, you know, like I said, you, you, there's a couple of things. And I've got a, a pin up at the top right-hand side of the map, like the northeastern side of the map. The, it's, it's very, very, very wooded in this area. And you notice that there's, you know, the, the, the ground up to the north of you is very high. And like I said, it's getting to be dark. It's just like kind of twilight area. And you're crossing a bridge. Um, and as you cross a bridge, you see in front of you something that almost doesn't make sense to you. It looks like from the top of this sort of almost mountainous area, from the north down to the west, that there is some sort of like a flume. Not a flume ride, like Bush Gardens. It's like there. a log flume? It's like a log flume. It's exactly a log flume. And it looks like this was built so that logs could be moved from way up top, way down towards the water. So it's coming from up on the mountain. It's coming from up on the mountain. So this gigantic thing was built because, um, I mean, you don't even know, need to know because right now, but you know, it looks like it was built to move logs down from uh, the upper areas down to the lower areas. And you can mm-hmm. see that there's, um, every once in a while you see like some water splashing and stuff. So you know that there's actually logs moving through it. I don't know exactly how high this is in the air where you're at. I'm going to guess probably where you are. 30, 40 feet in the air. Which is like a mile to us short people. It's it's <laughs> double the height to everybody. Yes. Normal people be like, oh, that's nothing. You guys are like, oh my God, this is so tall. Um, now, as you've gotten into Otari, the road you're on, you've noticed that there are some, um, some people who have been like patrolling the road. And all of these people have been wearing um, green and white uniforms. And you know that the road you're on is called the the rose guard road all right and the uh the wagon train makes its way in and i'm just going to kind of move your wagon train down here because it's the pin and you move your way down and like i said it's it's getting to be um nighttime here and uh right outside of town the wagon train is going to go ahead and stop and they're just going to kind of, and yeah, you, you can see where the ping is. It's basically the northeastern side of town. And there's an area for the wagon train. And they're going to go ahead and they're going to um, stop for the night. And that's where they're, they're doing things. And you see they, they brought some goods with them. And they're uh, offloading goods. And they're onloading goods. And um, as you're sitting there, and like I said, it's right at the edge of darkness right now. You can see to the south of you. And I'm going to ping it on the map sort of the southeast part of the town there is a giant wheel and this wheel it's about a 30 foot diameter wheel looks to be what's operating and moving this water on this to to move the um uh, to to make this flume work so it is sort of helping along with the the idea of moving stuff uh, into town moving the logs and stuff into town. So what would you guys like to do? Shall we go into town and see if we can find Ren or at least find a place to stay the night? How late is it at night? 
It's just right at nightfall. Oh, okay. so this time of the year, seven thirty ish. Yeah, let's head in. All right. Absolutely. All right. So you, hey. now there are people around. Like I said, there's guards on the road. There's people around. So there's people you can talk to if you want to, or you can just like wander aimlessly through town. So that's completely up to you. Well, we should probably inquire about Rin. Yes, I'll probably go up to somebody and ask them, um, do you know somebody named Rin in town by chance? says, oh, yes, yes, Rin. Rin, Rin's Wonders. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You you want to go visit Rin's Wonders? Yes, I would love to. Can you point me in that direction? I can. This is what you do. You go and you follow the road, uh, the Rose Guard Road, and you cross. There's a little bridge. And if your GM was good, he'd be pinging it right now. And then you follow that and you take a right on Miller's Road. Okay, and you follow Miller's Road until you get down to Ilvashti's Street. I can't really say it right. I got a lisp. And then you take a right on that, and then you go down, and it looks like you're going to cross the river again. Don't cross the river. Okay, you take another right on Shrike Street. Shrike Street, easy for you to say, on Shrike Street, and there you will find Rin's Wonders. Lovely. Um Perfect. Thank you. I think we'll head over there real quickly. Oh, cool. So she said, over the bridge, right, left, right, right. Okay. So you guys follow your way. Um, and what you see is it looks like a structure that is a, a ring of what looks like to be uh, standing stones in a 60-foot diameter circle surrounding a 15-foot-high dome of wooden beams covered with triangular pieces of canvas. And you see a, a light from inside. I will go up and knock. Well, there's a, there's like a little flap you can just walk into. I will walk in. All right. And as you walk in, you see before you a lady known as Rin. And I'm going to describe her to you the next episode. Because we're going to stop right here. And that's where we're going to go and start episode two. So, um, yay, we made it into town. We learned your characters. Hooray. So whatever app you're listening to us on, follow us and please leave us a rating and review, hopefully a five-star. We'd like to let you uh, all know that we are an affiliate for FanRoll. If you go to our Discord server on our link tree, which is linktree slash sometimes Y-O-U-Crit, we have links to their site. If you use the code sometimes Y-1-0, you get 10% off all of your purchase. You can follow us on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. All those links are in the show notes. If you want to support our efforts monetarily, join us on Patreon. Membership starts as low as $3 a month, and you would really help us keep doing what we love. That's all we have for tonight. Have a great evening. We will see you here next week. And remember, sometimes you crit. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.